Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. Welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. This episode is brought to you by the Revolutionizing Parenthood Conference, a conference that my good friend Ashley Albrecht and I decided to create to support parents. This was intended to be a live conference happening in the Philadelphia area on April 25th. However, due to the current coronavirus pandemic, we decided to shift the conference into a fully digital format. And most recently, we decided to make our conference 100% free. We feel that this is a very important service that we can offer to families everywhere as they try to parent their children during this unprecedented time that we're living in. So please register to join us and hear from my good friend and world-renowned speaker and Oprah's parent, Oprah's favorite parenting expert, Dr. Shafali, and myself and over 20 other parenting experts who will talk to you about parenting your children from toddlers to teens and everything in between, all kinds of special needs at this very challenging time. Check out the show notes for the registration link or visit www.revolutionizingparenthood.com. One more announcement. Recently, since this coronavirus pandemic began, I started doing daily webinars to help parents through this unprecedented time. I have decided that since I have interviewed all of the speakers for our upcoming Revolutionizing Parenthood event, that I am going to be sharing some of the webinars that I do each day. So check in here and I will continue to support you. And if you would like to join my daily webinars to have some live interaction with me, you can find the link in the show notes. All right. Welcome, everyone, to Parenting Through the Coronavirus Pandemic. This is number 27. So I will be looking back and forth at both screens because I... I'm going live in my Facebook group from my phone and on my webinar on my computer. Um, Your mom hasn't been well, Laura. I'm sorry to hear that. Is she feeling better now? 
This is not a good time to not feel well. No time is actually a good time to feel well, but this time certainly is not a good time to feel well. So I was thinking about how things are going in my house and oh you're yeah your mom's a little bit better that's really good to hear Laura I was thinking about how things are going in my house and yesterday there is a bit of a hiccup and uh, for the most part things have been going really really well but uh, oh thank you Laura my daughter had fun coming on and talking to you guys uh, so my boys have been hooking up with their friends quite easily. My son gets on the younger one, the 12 year old gets on a group FaceTime and they play video games. They play Minecraft or something while they're on group FaceTime. So they're staying, actually <laughs> the seven year old is doing the same thing. They either get on group FaceTime and play video games or they chat through their headphones on whatever game they're playing on the Xbox. So uh, they've been having no trouble staying connected to their friends. My daughter, on the other hand, who never has been as video game screen centric as her brothers and neither have her friends, She's having a harder time staying connected to her friends. And it was really starting to get to her yesterday. We went for a bike ride because my 12-year-old got a new bike for his birthday. I, I said that a couple days ago. We decided to get it three weeks early so he could make good use of it while we're in this quarantine. And so he wants to ride every day, every five minutes all over the place, which is terrific. He wanted to ride to his friend's house, which is on the other side of town, so that he could see how to navigate getting there. So I suggested that me and Faith and Brady go together to go see his friend. And so we all went, and we've had strange bike issues in our house. Uh, my son's old bike, the tires were literally bald, to the point that there was no tread. It was just a flat tire, a flat piece of rubber as the tire. So that bike is, has seen better days. My daughter's bike, no one likes it. It's very tiring to pedal. And so guess who ends up having to do use that bike when we go on a bike ride? Me. So um, then my bike, which I bought several years ago, she likes to ride. So it's really challenging for me to ride long distances on that bike of hers, but it's what we have to do, right? To get our kids out there and moving. So Brady was on his bike, which is really, really a nice bike. And she was on my bike and I was on her bike and it was really tiring. But anyway, then we got to the friend's house He's going out to ride his bike now. We got to his friend's house. And of course, he was showing off his new bike to his friend. And they were riding up and down the street. And they were so happy to see each other. And 
I could see my daughter's mood going down and down and down. And I asked her what was wrong. And she said, Brady's bike is so much better than your bike and way better than my bike. And I want a new bike too. And I'm jealous that he gets to see his friend and I can't seem to connect up with mine. And so yesterday was a really hard day for her. And I felt really, really bad. This is spring break on their, in their high school. So they don't have any homework keeping them busy, which she's had a lot of schoolwork. So that's been keeping her pretty much tied down and occupied. But this week, nothing. So she, I figured, I was hoping that she and her friends would get more time together. I was thinking that maybe they weren't seeing each other the past few weeks or, you know, connecting up virtually because they were all too busy with schoolwork. But now we're halfway through spring break, the week of spring break, and she still hasn't really seen or talked to them. I mean, they say send messages back and forth on Snapchat, but there's no FaceTiming. She's been trying to get them to do um, play games over house party, the app that I talked about before, anything. And it's just constantly falling through. So I don't know if her friends are feeling depressed from this quarantine. I don't know if they're just occupying themselves in other ways. They don't seem to want to go outside. I'm not really sure what's going on, but it's really starting to bother her as she looks around and seeing and sees her brothers hanging out with their friends online every, literally every single day. And I think she's had two FaceTime calls with her friends in five and a half weeks, four and a half weeks. I don't even know where we are. I don't even know what week this is of our quarantine, but it's over a month. And I think she's FaceTimed her friends twice. And so I feel, I felt really bad for her. And I was talking with my friend and she gave me a really nice idea. What about planning an outside picnic and inviting her friends over because they're within walking distance. That way they could still practice the appropriate social distancing and be separated on the grass, but at least they could be outside in the sunshine and see each other and have some activity to focus on, which would be a picnic. So her friends both seemed very happy about that idea and said yes, and hopefully they'll come over a little bit later and have a nice picnic on the lawn. I got my fingers crossed. Uh, it's really tough. You know, different kids are having different struggles and challenges and things that are upsetting them. I was talking to my best friend from childhood yesterday, and her school district had been only doing suggested schoolwork activities for the past, I don't know, three weeks, four weeks. And just this week, they started mandating, I think it was like on the tail end of, I think their spring break was last week. So maybe they had a week and a half of suggested activities. So this week is the beginning of mandated online schooling, like my kids and many kids around the country have been doing. And her daughter's nine and she hates it. And she was crying and she was having a tantrum and she didn't want to do it. And she misses her friends and she misses her teachers. So 
she's having a really hard time adjusting to this online schooling format. So each child could be struggling with different things and each parent could be struggling with different things. And so I think it's really important to be compassionate with yourself, to be compassionate with your children and to understand that everybody's experiencing this, even though we're experiencing it collectively, we're all having struggles with different things individually. Right. So, um, just being as compassionate as you can and trying to understand, trying to work to understand where your child is coming from, what's bothering him or her, what's bothering you, what might be bothering your significant other, whoever it is that you live with. This is going to take a collective team effort to get through this quarantine. And then, Laura, you said, good for her for verbalizing her feelings and her honesty. Sorry to hear. Love the picnic idea. Yes, we were on spring break just as the pandemic started, so we're reverse of you. Different people need different things for sure. My children are similar, yet perfect complements of each other. That's really coming out now. Yes, we're getting to see everyone's personality, quirks, and nuances as we're together so much for such an extended period of time. And I think, you know, I think about families where they live together, but they don't necessarily like each other all that much. And I imagine how difficult this is for them because they don't get to see anybody but each other. And if they're not their favorite people in the world, it's got to be really challenging. My family members, my husband and my kids are my favorite people in the world. So being quarantined at home with them is generally 99% not a problem, you know, except for the little things that come up. Tender, loving care. Yes, we need to be, we need to offer tender, loving care to ourselves and each other. It's very, very, very important. So uh, that's what's going on here at my house. I don't know. Um, how it's going for all of you, but I hope you're finding your way through this quarantine, this extended quarantine. And Laura, you say you were thinking yesterday for those who have to live with their abuser. I can't, uh, mentally, I can't even go there because this quarantine for people, adults or children who live with someone who's abusive mentally, physically, or verbally, this quarantine is truly like being imprisoned, imprisoned by someone who's not treating you nicely. I can't even imagine. It's a horrific, bone-chilling thought to me. Um, and I just hope and pray and wish and send all of my best energies out to all those people who are in a much worse situation at home than I am. It's not easy right? It's so hard. Praying a lot for everyone. Yes. I think we can just say a blanket prayer for every person and creature on this planet right now, because that pretty much is, that should just cover it <laughs> just for everyone. Every living creature, every plant, every animal, every bug <laughs> is everybody. Uh, pray for our leaders because our leaders 
whether we agree or disagree with them, not just in the U.S., but around the world, whether we agree or disagree with them, they are facing the most serious, consequential situation in our lifetimes, globally. And to be the person or people responsible for trying to navigate through this when there's no precedent set, there's no treatment, there's no vaccine, and the global economy is grinding, has ground to a halt. I have no idea how the leaders are staying intact because it's not easy. I would not want the responsibility on my shoulders of having to figure out how to get through this to the other side. And so I send also all of my best wishes and best energies and clarity to all of those leaders who have to figure this massive problem out. It's not easy, no matter who they are and what decisions they make or how they think or what their alignment is or anything. It's not easy. And I just hope with all of my might and all of my power that the leaders of the different countries and the different organizations will just work together because if there's anything this virus is teaching us, it's that we have to come together. We have to work together. We're not going to solve anything by being at odds and disagreeing and fighting and arguing with each other. It's not going to work. We have to work together to get through this. We are all in it together. Yes. So when you turn this video off, say a quick prayer for all of our world leaders and organization leaders that they can have the clarity and the sense and the peace of mind and the willingness to work together to find their way, find all of our ways through this dark forest that we were in at this moment. Okay, that does it for today. I hope all of you have a very safe, healthy, and pleasant rest of your day. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to Aaron at Aaron-Taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.